0: I keep saying that. That's the whole
1: purpose of being gay, because you like boys. Everybody can't be the girl. You attracted to men, so what the fuck if all the men disappear? What you gonna do? That
0: don't even make no sense to me. Everybody can't be fish now.
1: What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Boy Please Whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. I am live right now in Atlanta, Georgia, with a good good friend of mine, longtime friend, Terrence. Give it up for Terrence. Terrence has, uh, I've known, I met you when I was, like, 15. I met Terrence <laughs> when I was, like, 15 years old. I had no business knowing Terrence at 15. But I met Terrence when I was 15 at a church hanging with an older friend of mine, Kelvin, uh, at Mount Gilead. I didn't know you were that young, but okay. Yeah, I
0: was
1: in 10th grade. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was in 10th grade. <laughs> okay. yeah, but uh, I didn't start hanging, hanging, though. I was grown. I started hanging, hanging. But I knew y'all. Yeah. But, yeah, um, we were in Atlanta, Georgia. And Terrence is one of my favorite. And I hope I won't get jealous when I say this. But one of my favorite watchers. Uh, I was telling my cousin earlier today, I've done, like, well over. This may be, like, episode 37. Um, so, I've done well over 37 episodes. And Terrence makes sure every week that he messages me and let me know how he thought how he felt about the show. And it's always Yelp detailed. Reviews, yes. Yelp reviews. It's always very detailed. It's never just like, oh, great show, whatever. But I can tell when he had like a really, really good show, and it was like, hey, i just all right. But still, I enjoy that, you know. But, um, yeah, so I had to bring him on. We happened to be in the same place at the same time. So, yeah. Um, Before I get into that, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Yes, that means like, share, and please, please, please comment. And share the links with your friends, your coworkers. Let everybody know about it. And make sure you have your notifications, bells turned on. And if you are listening on the audio, I am streaming on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. So, um, yeah, let's get this show on the road. If you guys did not see the the title of the show, it's That Queen Cannot Climb My Back. Uh, That's something that is... Uh, haunting the LGBTQ community Has been for years um, So uh, we want to get into that Because I feel like Terrence Terrence has always been the person to me That can hold a really good conversation Like conversation starters I remember us going like, to Huey's Or out to eat after to choir rehearsal or something And you just yeah. break out with Something random And just get the nights rolling Get the That's night rolling I mean, yeah. So I don't have a doubt That this would be a really Really good episode um, Tonight's show is sponsored by Alto's Not really But you know what I mean We're drinking um, So yeah um, we are in Atlanta. Did you go out? You just got here. You just got here. Yeah,
0: I just flew in this afternoon.
1: Yeah. See, look at me making shit happen. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I went out last night for a minute. Oh, uh, I went to Harold's Chicken. Okay. It was very loud. <laughs> it was yeah. very loud. It was a mixed crowd. It was really. It was. It was a good time. Uh, what I did not like. So uh, MLK weekend is some type of like unauthorized pride in Atlanta. So I went to, um, I was headed to mix. Okay. The price changed three times while I was in line. So what? 20, Twenty, twenty-five to thirty. Oh god. Okay. While I'm in line. Okay. So I didn't appreciate that. Like, do you think that's an issue that, like, because I want to say this, I went to the club next door. It was a predominantly white club next door. It's five bucks. Yeah. It's always five bucks. Like, why do you do you think it's something that, I know they do it purposely, but like, how do you feel about black black clubs like price? The price is just, like, shooting up you when know, they know we're coming.
0: I don't, I, don't, I don't like it when they do it because I've always felt like most people um, that go to clubs, they really just want to have a good time. And, and if it's a really good club, good atmosphere, a good DJ, you can, I've always felt like you can make your money off the bar. But I've never owned a club, so I don't really know if that's really true but i've always felt that way because i have been a licensed bartender yeah. for several years and i just kind of feel like if the drinks are good the vibe is good music's flowing in a club get your money off the bar don't 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 bust, our hands don't bust my head door.
1: and not yeah. and I offer yeah. a drink special at yeah. least like coming here you get a ticket for you know a free shot or something it's just like they know we're coming and I, it got to the point where i was like i don't have to go out like i All went right. to a regular yeah. little restaurant where they played music yeah. with my friends and got my life and yeah. ate chicken you know it's just like when I wanted to go around and just, you know, be in the club full of my peers and mm-hmm. enjoying just, like, you know, being gay and celebrating being gay and black. Yeah. and No, I'm not paying – like, I'm not doing that. Busting to get heads. to the bar in a in a cocktail of $15. Wow. Yeah, no. So, I partied with the white folks, and it was
0: <laughs>
1: – all night, but – It felt good for 20 bucks. I got drunk, and I was in my <laughs> 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 After a while, hey, I did what the Romans did. So, yeah, Um. anyway – The topic is that queen can't climb my back, but so we're going to talk about more actually with gender roles. Uh, That's something, and if you don't know what that is, like um, just think of a heterosexual couple for those who aren't familiar with the LGBTQ uh, uh, community. Think of like um, your mom and dad, like dad is the provider. He's the strong one and mom typically like, you know, she cooks and cleans and she's the feminine and she's the soft one. Yeah. So a lot of gay um, relationships try to emulate themselves after, I feel like, mm-hmm. after uh, heterosexual couples. Um, so before we start, I wanted to uh, ask, do you want to share, like, your coming out story since we're celebrating being black and gay? this. Yeah,
0: um, um I, re- I don't think I really had to, per se, come out. Um, because I think with my family, I've always just been me. And I think my dad said that you've always just been you, but there, there was a time where uh, I was dating this person and things just kind of went sour Mm. and that person ended up calling my parents' house and just kind of going through the, the, the dramatics of looking for me and playing on the phone and stuff like that. So, um, from that angle I did have to come clean about the fact that I had started dating people. I think they've I think my family has always known. Yeah. You know, but but to actually deal with me actually the dating and I'm actually interacting with with other guys or whatever like that. That was and and it it, it wasn't good um because you know, I have a lot of respect for my parents, my mom yeah. and dad. Um Shout out to my mom and dad, because they they've just been like amazingly supportive of, of uh of, of me.
1: Yeah. Just, uh, I'm hearing are y'all hearing I'm sorry, are y'all hearing feedback in the mics? I'm hearing and you know, I think it, it may be my cousin's house. The last time I did a show here, it, it was like a buzzing. So let me know. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it was uh yeah it's a ghost. I don't know. It happened like last time I was here, Tanz, he was like, mm. <laughs> and i was just like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't know what it was. Yeah, everything is in there where it should be. I don't know. If y'all don't hear it, it's fine. I just, maybe it's my headphones. Maybe I should take the motherfuckers off. I don't know. But anyway, um, for me, again, I didn't, like, I didn't have to come out either. My mom told me I was gay. Um, I felt like um, it was just a big fear of mine. Yeah. But, like, good thing your family was, like, we, you know, you always been you. Yeah. My family was like, at a point, it, was, it came to a head, but it's just like, I feel like I was always feminine, uh-huh. but they just, it was something, I think black families are all guilty of just sweeping on the road. Uh-huh. It's a phase, he'll grow, I remember my grandma always say, he'll grow out of it. Yeah. What the fuck is growing, like what, growing out of gay? Mm-hmm. she was like, he'll just grow out of it, you know, and I'm just like, mm, the signs just, are there. I think you either are or you're You That's me. Yeah, I think that too, but you know, hey. But, uh also, you've relocated recently, uh. Have you noticed uh, a difference in the gay culture in Memphis than where you are now?
0: Um yeah. I, I would say that it's robust uh compared uh compared to Memphis because there's a there's a whole community, a whole strip just full of nothing, um, you know, but bars, the whole community is like a LGBTQ. Uh they think they I think they call it the Oakland district, mm-hmm. uh there in Dallas. Now I'll say this, Memphis, I feel like Memphis used to have uh a more jumping scene. I think just over the years it just kinda it just kinda dwindled dwindled down because yeah. we used to have a good time.
1: When I was growing up, like not growing up, <laughs> I was grown. But when I started going to the clubs, like I caught the tail end of like illusions and like paragon. Like I caught the very tail end and I was just like, This is it. Then when I got older, I was like, girl, I can't I can't. And it's like when I go to other cities and I know it's, I stole this from you. I don't know if you remember saying this, but we were talking about something one time. And you was like, Memphis would be the Memphis gay scene would be amazing if everybody wasn't in the fucking closet. I don't know where we were, but you said you said this and it stuck with did. me a, like it has I've said it before on the status. And I was like, you know, I remember Terrence said that years ago. And I, I feel like I don't know if it's because you feel like we're like so closely related to like the church circuit, yep. and like everybody's just like you know hiding shit we already know because Memphis could be fun. Yeah, uh, it's just I don't know what's holding
0: um, it back. I think I think most of I think most of the the gay community or people that were a part of that community uh that were more out, kind of like your party people, your club. Where I think a lot of people have just moved to other areas. Like there's a lot of transplants in Dallas. In Houston, uh, in the D.C. area, so it, it what's I think what's just kind of left is a handful of people that'll party, you know, when they can. I think house sets have kind of become a thing. Yeah. And then you got some people that are just not club people. They're part of the community, but church is just that's their thing, and you know. Yeah. And that's cool.
1: Yeah, I just I it, it's disheartening sometimes because honestly, like I've always said. When I will go to another city and run into gays that may live in Atlanta or Dallas or Chicago, they're all like they automatically stand out when they're from Memphis. Like I feel like we just carry this this aura about ourselves. Like, you know, it's just it's special and I feel like why can't we tap into that at home? I just I just wanted to like get into that because I've noticed just a lot. You like you said, the strip, you go to different cities and they have crime issues just like Memphis. But just like we I don't know. And other cities are in the South, in the Bible Belt, but just something I feel like Memphis is missing, and I just can't really. And we've had it before, like you said. Like yeah. we, Memphis was yeah. like Memphis Pride was the shit back in the day. Yeah, like because we, yeah, Memphis Elite dancing, the dance squads would come. I
0: mean, it would be crazy. And this was like I remember uh, when 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 I came out um, late '90s. Uh, we had we had Incognito
1: mm-hmm.
0: on Front Street. That place was crazy and then we transitioned to uh what was the place the place out in north memphis illusions uh, illusions the best place the ever movie house <laughs>
1: that illusions was the best i don't
0: know if we parted harder anywhere else than at illusions that place was
1: just yeah see when i got crazy. grown like when i was able to get into like going out we were like i'm the 901 complex type of era oh, yeah. and it was cute it was cute, but it,
0: it, was, <laughs> it wasn't was illusions. And it yeah. wasn't, we had a good time at Paragon too. Yeah. Probably got, probably got some viewers. Y'all remember Paragon? <laughs> yeah. So Boy,
1: God. yeah, I wish I was a part of that. But anyway, into uh, the actual topic, yeah. um, gender roles. Um, and like I said earlier, my that queen can't climb my back. I feel like there's something that has haunted the gay community with worrying about who's masculine presenting and who's feminine presenting and what role I should play. Do you think that we are, um, how do you entertain the thought of the gay community being obsessed with masculinity? Uh,
0: I don't know. Um, it's it's something that's really really deep within uh, the gay culture because back in the day, I feel like we've gone through like a couple of paradigm shifts, and I feel like that first one was one where er- everybody wanted the really really masculine presenting thug DL trade right or whatever. And now, like I was telling you earlier, now I feel like it's evolved to something else. Now I think there's still buckets for everybody, but it seems like the going thing now is um um people who um people who work out, muscles. Yeah. The urban look and, and all that it's just it's it's different now.
1: Yeah, and I think even I talked about that Whoopsie, yeah, on my maybe like two shows ago about like, you know, having to maybe change your type to find love, right? Um, to me, and I'm not a gym rat. I was just complaining about my stomach before the show started. Like I'm not a gym going person. I hate working out. The thought of the thought of working out exhausts me. But um I also feel like i well, I gonna say I feel like I've watched people who probably didn't go to the gym two years ago and now they go to the gym, their type is completely changed. Like who did, you know what I'm saying? Like who, you were liking bigger guys or like when you were a bigger guy, is it, you think it was probably because they felt like they couldn't do better. So now I feel like I'm, I can keep up body wise with what's hot now. So now I can just ditch who I used to like. And now I can just completely change my type and go, go after people that normally two years ago wouldn't even look my way.
0: Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know how successful that is, <laughs> but I think that that's kind of where the culture has shifted. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, just, I don't understand that. And, like, the whole trade thing, um, mm-hmm. I think it's exhausting just having to keep up with, because I always tell people, too, you're gay because you like men. Mm-hmm. So, in in some instance, a lot of us are attracted to masculinity at mm-hmm. some point. And I feel like regardless of even how feminine you may be, we all have masculine features because we're men, masculine traits, right. masculine characteristics. But I just, I don't understand the the idea of... I only can date you because you like. I'm not even going to look at anything else that you may bring to my life, positive or whatever, because you don't have this aesthetic of being this hood trade. And I don't know if you guys know this. In the gay world, we've always said, "Trade be the first one to put those legs up." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you long, you looking yeah. for trade, and Trey's the first one laying on their back, like, "Bitch, yeah," you know, and. I just, me being in a relationship going on 10 years, things have changed for me in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm more comfortable with being a gay man however I choose to show up. Um, Like, I talked to you earlier about, like, the thought of code switching. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had to do that? Or, in this, in the business world, uh, streets, and in the gay world, I feel like a lot of us have fallen victim to feeling like we have to code switch to be...
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, um, and just because the, the same way well, I guess depending on what your profession is, if you're in corporate America, quite naturally, there you know there are some things that some things or some behaviors that you know that that you'll have that you that you won't have at home or that you right. won't have um, in the street. Um, I remember that you know there were certain things that we would do or not do in church, but after church was over with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah. I um, for me too. Like I in like at work, I guess I work in a uh, building full of men. Mm-hmm. I think it's only maybe two women, and I'm in the office staff, so I'm the only man like is in there typing and doing shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I always go back to my first day of working there, uh-huh. and sometimes, sometimes I feel like it was necessary, and sometimes I kind of like put my foot in my mouth, think about like, why you do this? so cringy. Uh, but me knowing it was a lot of men in my department. I made sure I went to them and like shook their hand, like, "Hey, oh wow, like every single one of them." They they introduced me as the clerk, oh. and I went and I was like, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" And I don't know why the fuck. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you
0: ever examine
1: it to see why? <laughs> I don't know I don't know. I just feel like you because to, well, did you want me accepted? I wanted or? it was, and that's the thing. Um, I didn't care about acceptance. I don't think. Now that I think about it, I don't think it was acceptance. I think it was uh, more so of me trying to um, assert myself in, like, this space of, like, I'm not, this ain't what y'all think it is type oh, of shit. Because okay. I had a man bun and skinny jeans, so I was like, they probably We're like, like who is this faggot? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bitch, hey, what's up? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? But anyway, I think, I was like, oh, that was so. they probably like, why is he going around doing that? But- you know, and it wasn't to be cordial. I was going around shaking motherfuckers. I like to show y'all, like you know. But I will say I have opened a lot of eyes up in my job. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of those guys were homophobic before I got in the department because mm-hmm. uh, I challenged their thought processes when the conversations would come up in the break room. You're not gonna make me feel uncomfortable. Like my thing is, even if I don't tell you I'm gay, you motherfuckers got an inkling of what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna sit in this break room and play when you motherfuckers talking over my head like I'm not sitting here. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I don't know why I did that. So embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, and, and one thing, and one thing I'll just
0: just say behind that is that pe- people don't believe it, but I'll I'll say it, I'll say it again for everybody to hear. You've already been discussed.
1: Yeah.
0: You've already been discussed.
1: Yeah, and so it's probably still being discussed. It's
0: probably still being, still discussed, being discussed. So yeah, who you
1: right, and it's the thing. Uh, it just it it comes in a, like to the conversation. That it it's a process. Yeah. You have to. Be comfortable with who you are and how you show up. Sure. And uh, like we're, I'm older. I'm getting older. I'll be 35 in July. Um, and I'm just more comfortable showing up in the spaces. And I'm in a relationship, like I said, in a relationship. So, do you think gender roles are important in relationships, or like just something we don't have to really focus on? As for
0: the gay community,
1: At the gay community.
0: Um, I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak for myself first. I think, for me, I think trying to follow uh, when you talk about generals, I think about the you know people trying to follow the heteronormative mm-hmm. um, blueprint because we grow up, we see our mom and dad, aunt, uncle, grandmother, grandfather, how they how they you know operate, but it's completely different from t- for two men. And I understand that there are probably um, some gay relationships where play <coughs> one may play the masculine or the feminine role but for me i think it's a disaster uh for me and this is just my reality is that we're both men and we just have to figure out a way to coexist and, and if we're gonna be together figure out how to make it work
1: yeah i uh i had an aunt when she met my boyfriend asked yeah. my she of course she didn't ask me well she asked my mom like you like i met i met my man's boyfriend um it's it's my man a boy or a girl <laughs> And I was just like, <laughs> and so many people ask that and think that it's okay to ask. First of all, mm-hmm. and I was just like, we're both. And my mom, she knows what to say now. She was like, "Man, man, say both of them are I men." Like, and that's just how, like you said, that's just how I feel about it. I don't, uh, I don't feel like taking the garbage out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, shit, just it's small shit like that that's just asinine to me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, bitch, help me bring these groceries in. Like, I am, I'm more masculine. Than my boyfriend, my boyfriend's stronger than me. My boyfriend is bigger than me. You're gonna pick this motherfucking couch up. You're gonna, you (laughs) know what I'm saying. You get this bed. I can't lift that. You stand over this. Get over over the counter and you grab that for me. Like stuff like I'm just not. I just feel like in relationships, it's just that shouldn't matter when you both. I guess, but you have to get two people who are comfortable with how they show up. Uh, And I feel like a lot of people are the more feminine people go after that because what bothers me is the whole mask for mask thing when it comes to like dating. I, I don't if we're going to look at this whole dynamic of like the masculine feminine thing, I just don't think it's necessary like just go after who you got like i don't know maybe because i'm more feminine do what you think maybe i'm just feeling the way about it because i'm not included in this <laughs> like i just yeah. like what like the whole like no fast no films like you know you may see people who are heavier may not like that they may feel the way about it so i don't know maybe i'm answering my own questions maybe i feel like that because i don't i'm not included in the mask or mask i don't know maybe so so how do you feel about um Let's go sexual here for a minute. How do you do? Have you ever had a problem? Because I know where you are now. Have you ever had a problem with um being more feminine presenting and meeting someone who's more feminine, more feminine than you, and they like try to approach you and talk to you? Have you ever like had to say that queen can't climb my back or I don't want to talk to a queen? Like,
0: hmm. I'll say I'll say this for for me. Um So here's a couple of things that I had to learn. First of all, you have to learn yourself, right. So um, in the past, it was a thing where there was there was a, a, a bit of shame associated with it. Um, because uh, like when I was first coming out, you know, that was a shameful thing, you know, to you know, to be dealing with a more effeminate guy who people might be assuming maybe doing certain things, you sexually or whatever that 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 was just that was just how that's what we went through at, yeah. at that point but like for me now I know what works for me. Right. And I can say like for me now this 42 year old version of me um needs to be with somebody who, who we can we can hang. I need a homeboy.
1: Yeah. yeah. I just I'm I've grown out of that whole like I'm not bottoming. I don't want my top yeah, to bottom and it's just like I, I can't. I just, I literally, I can't. Um, I I feel like it's just a, a a sense of immaturity that comes along with when you come across people, especially at our ages. Yep. Like, what can you bring to the table outside of dick and ass to me? Like, I feel like we both got one. We're going to figure this shit out when we get in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. What we do isn't everybody's business anyway. Because just because I'm masculine, I say that too. Why do you feel like we associate that? Masculine means top, feminine means bottom. Like we and I know I've been guilty of seeing that too. Of like that girl at bottom. Like if we see a feminine man say, you know, I top everybody in the room. Like girl, please. You know, it's just like I don't.
0: I I think where that stems from is is that that
1: heteronormative, you yeah,
0: you know, because you know with a male and female, it's it's top. You know, you got a giver and a receiver. So I think I think we just kind of by default associate uh, the more effeminate person with the person that's receiving, and not even considering that you know you, you're dealing you're dealing with two men who may have desires that might be um, different than you know how they present or what you would perceive <laughs> you know based on how they present.
1: Yeah, because you may get a bottom who I may I may be your top. But I may be, you know, everybody says everybody's top or somebody's bottom. You know, we've always, always said that. <laughs> but I may be versatile. Yeah. And I'm versatile, and I'm with a bottom who's refusing to please me sexually, but you expect me to be faithful.
0: Yeah, but I, I, what, I what I'll say with that is that goes back to um, being, honest, being honest about what you want and what you need.
1: Yeah, You know,
0: I learned a long time ago uh, that you have to communicate up front what your non-negotiables so if that's the issue for you, I, I've always felt like there's somebody for everybody. Right. And, you know, if you date a person long enough, have enough convers- enough honest, candid conversations, um, and, and make uh, and make educated decisions about, you know, jumping into relationships and being honest about what you want.
1: And why do you think that is? Uh, people, um, it's off topic, but people um, struggle with that. Like I've noticed that even talking to friends and when I was in the dating world, people struggle with being upfront and honest about what they want. And I feel like that is the cause of a lot of heartbreak and unnecessary drama in relationships just because people are so busy showing you who they expect, who they think you want me. Like, I, I I think you want me to be this mass top or I think you want me to be this feminine, dominant, this feminine, submissive bottom, but it's not who I am. Like, why do you think we are not we paint this picture of this perfect person in the dating stages
0: well I think when you I I think when you first meet a person you really I think you try to show up as your best self and a lot of times that that best showing up as your best self in the beginning a lot of times it's really just a representative (laughs) it's really (laughs) like really really who you are and I think I think that that's that's something that people have to kind of deal with internally you have to Start being honest, because I think when people are not honest, I th- so my mom always says, if you if you start off wrong, you will in
1: wrong. Right,
0: and I believe that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think also, folks' um, appetites change. True, you know, and I that think too. it's very important to bring that up in relationship, like, oh, bitch, I'm not feeling the way I may have felt a long time ago. Not necessarily meaning I I wasn't being who I was when I met you. It just mm-hmm. Shit's changing. I'm getting older. I've been with you 15 years. I was 22. Mm -hmm. Now I'm 37. Shit's Mm -hmm. different. You know what I'm saying? I just, and yeah, I just, I really feel like uh, these conversations need to be had more in gay culture, in gay households and relationships and friendships and families because a lot of people who are so picky are always alone, always in the dating pool, always looking for people because when I get older, uh, like the older I'm getting, I see older couples out, Mm -hmm. you don't know who's who. You don't know who doing who. Yep, you don't know true. who doing the bending, bitch. That's Everybody, true. they just, both of them got their purse, got their, you, know, <laughs> you know, got their trench coat on, and they're mm-hmm. sickening, and they're out and they're on vacation, and they're having a great time. And I feel like it's just so much more to relationships than the sexual thing of it. Like, what do you do to me? What do you bring? How can you make my life better? And I feel like a lot of us are not focusing on that. And I don't know, you think it's an age thing? Does it come with experience, maturity?
0: I just, um... I feel like there's a lot of uh, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that don't feel like they don't feel like they're really really worthy um, of a relationship, and and for some people, sex is the best you can do. Yeah,
1: it's not a and I tell people all the time, top and bottom is not a personality trait. (laughs) Like it's not, you know, and it's I just I I don't get it. Like I've seen so many people fall victim to being stuck and thinking relationships are one way, and that people are one way. And it's just, it's a recipe for disaster to me. It, it really, really is. It's
0: unrealistic.
1: It's, it's unrealistic, and it, it to me, it's just, it's gonna make, your heart's gonna end up being broke, or you're gonna end up cheating or stepping out, because we just don't wanna be honest about the shit and things that we've done, and I've seen bottoms, and I feel like this too, bottoms do more bottom shaming than tops and versatiles. It's just like, you're a bottom and you're disgusted that you're boyfriend bottom before. Like, do you not realize like you're like what does it say about you and how do you feel about yourself? Uh do you think a good a good top, a good bottom makes no a good top, how do worth word this? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Do you feel like you have to bottom to be a good top?
0: I think I can somewhat agree with that because if you hadn't had that experience then, then you don't Know how to be
1: sensitive. It takes you have to be sensitive. Um I I remember the first time I had sex with a guy. And the very first time I didn't know. I slid in that man like 40 going north. <laughs> he and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like straight in. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Terrence. Straight in. Oh my God. No kissing on the ear. I was just excited. I had never done it before. Mm-hmm. Straight in. dead boy <laughs> almost like mm-hmm. literally jumped out of the window. And we were like, in, we was in the dormitories in college. Oh. Yeah, we was like on the fourth floor. And he was like on the window like, you are you crazy? And I didn't know. No one told me. And, I, and I, at that time, I understood. But I didn't motherfucking know what it meant to bottom until I had, until I had to be the bottom. Mm-hmm, <laughs>
0: Then you became more.
1: Yeah, sensitive. and like when people say, uh, like they say, men give head better than women, or well, men suck dick better than women, and women eat pussy better than men. That's what they it's say. It's because we have one we know what needs to be done. No, we we know what we want to feel and we know what we like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I'm asking this too. Do you feel like that? Uh, do you feel like we have legitimate tops, or these are people are just tops because they don't want to take dick?
0: Either that, or they don't. Or uh, well, there's a lot of shaming that, for whatever reason, comes with a, a lot of the shame that comes along with, uh, you know, being I referred to as a
1: bottom. But the, that's the thing. Like, how do you want to date? How is there shame with being a bottom, and you want to date a bottom? You know what I'm saying? You attracted. Like, imagine a party for the tops.
0: Mm-hmm. Somebody lying Somebody lies.
1: <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to give. But apart for the bottoms, I feel like it's, we're gonna do something. Like some we're gonna make some shake. You know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, I just feel like you can't you can't tell me you're this great big dumb top and you don't know what it feels like. But and to me like bottoms are some of the strongest people. <laughs> like that's 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 a lot of work, you know. So yeah, uh uh who's this Marcus said that some people don't take gay lifestyle seriously and enjoy the superficial mess of it all. Hmm. That's my problem with a lot of gay people, though. A lot of us—I'm not gonna say y'all. A lot of us are superficial. A lot of us fall victim to being very pretentious, and I find that when you come to big cities, uh, a lot of people who may have relocated, okay. maybe from a small town in Louisiana and moved to Chicago with a good job, and now you're treating them bad like they're just not mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I
0: I'll, I'll unpack that a little bit. So, if you think about, if you think about um, your, your average um, black gay boy, let's start at boy, um, in most cases, if you're not, um, I guess, masculine presenting, I guess, as a boy, you're the last to get picked in PE, the
1: yeah. last <laughs> to get
0: picked in sports, and then you're always picked on, and then, you know, maybe... You're in a, in a household where you don't get picked on because your daddy know,
1: you know,
0: he knows you're not going to cut the grass and all of this. And so when you finally, finally do break away, break away from that and you kind of step into who you are, you can you can just kind of create this image, create this image that, yeah. and you know, and, and you're still dealing with a whole lot of whole lot of damage because I, I do believe that hurt people. Her yeah,
1: I said that exact same thing on the uh, guy's podcast, uh, the Dear Black Gay Man podcast. I was mm-hmm. on his podcast in October, mm-hmm. and he asked me something uh, about that, and I said the exact same thing. I feel like a lot of people who were, and I know, like I wasn't. I had the luxury of being popular in high school. I didn't have, I didn't really deal with much bullying except when I was like younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in my neighborhood, you had to prove yourself by whooping ass. Get to fight and they—they're like, you no, know, that—that's they, back in good fight. You know, it was just something and they was being respectful. But you know, that's just the the.
0: But that's how the you. The world got, I
1: brought up it is how you gain respect right. by you know defending yourself. Mm-hmm. But I do realize when I talk to people, when I, I see a Facebook status and say like, you know, how were you in high school? They're talking about high school reunions. A lot of people have this bitterness when it comes to returning back to high school mm-hmm. or being around people because I've always been like confused mm-hmm. because I'm like, how. Are you still mad at somebody from twenty years ago? Mm. But there could have been a very pivotal moment mm-hmm. in their lives, like you made my life a living hell yeah. for 180 days, four years straight. You know, and
0: they never, and they, and they never, they never dealt with it. Yeah, and that, and then that may have spilled over into their adulthood. Yeah, and so you just now you, now you just a uh, uh, hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah, you turn to a gym rat and now you're you you know you're bashing gay uh, fat people or people that don't work out or who don't necessarily have a good body or you're shaming people for their pay grades. Like, you put so much of your effort in building yourself up, yeah. you forgot how people made you feel, yeah. you know. But anyway, uh, we're going to go to a brief commercial break, and I'm going to cut this fan off. We're going to burn up. I think that's the noise I've been hearing all the whole time. Oh, for real? I think so. It feels so good. I know. Man. I right. know. <laughs> I'm get sorry. My, get my sweat right. right. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Enjoying the show? Thanks for watching the Boy Please Whatever podcast. Make sure you're following us on TikTok and Instagram at Boy Please Whatever. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. If you want to take part of the live audience, make sure you click the subscribe button and turn the notification bells on so you won't miss a single episode. We're live weekly on YouTube at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Boy, please, if you would like to donate to the Boy Please Whatever podcast, the cash app is on the screen. That's dollar sign Dietrich Smith. And if you're watching the live show, you can also give using the YouTube super thanks, super chat, and super sticker features found in the comment section. So help me, I'm poor. Boy Please Whatever is now offering promotions, 30 to 60 second commercials, $50 for two episodes and $25 for each additional episode. Want to know more? Email boypleasewhatever23 at gmail.com. The cash tag is on the screen, dollar sign Dietrich Smith. That's D-I-E-T-R-I-C-K-S-M-I-T-H. Be Made by B. b Be Made is a pageant-facing fashion brand that couples classic silhouettes and style with bold color and expressive features rooted in the belief that representation matters be made strives to celebrate the beauty and pageantry of the diverse skin tones abilities and body types in 2011 be made launched the be nude shoe line of nude footwear for the hues and tones in the rich color palette of diverse women be made is the creative outlet of designer Sean Bellamy who draws inspiration from a vivid tapestry observed during his childhood in his family and through cultural experiences with Be Made, Sean celebrates someone who has left an indelible mark on his existence. Beginning with the Rosa, the first Be New shoe, in the line named in recognition of Sean's maternal grandmother, the brand maintains a practice of titling each piece in honor of ordinary and stunning women who led extraordinary lives. To connect with Be Made by B on social media, find him on Instagram at Be Made by B and also at www.bemadebybe.com. Be elegant anywhere. Be an icon everywhere. Be styled and be made by B. Hey, you guys! It's time for one time at Band Camp. Boy, please whatever twenty three at gmail.com if you'd like to participate in one time at Band Camp. And that noise, it's not that fan because I still hear it. Okay, I'm gonna cut the fan back on. You want to <laughs> cut the fan back on? I'm gonna cut the fan back on. Hold on, yeah. Let y'all talk to Terrence. <laughs> it's not the fan.
0: Yes, it is. No I'm, saying, no, I'm saying it's
1: not the fan. Oh. It wasn't the fan. That's crazy. Well, that's why I'm looking around. It may be because it happened before. All right, y'all. I'm back. Uh, okay, yeah, so it's time for One Time at Bandcamp. Also, if you'd like to participate in One Time at Bandcamp, please send, submit your submission to boypleasewhatever23 at gmail.com. So, um, Terrence, I'm going to start off because I have a submission um, from a guy emailed us at boypleasewhatever23 at gmail.com again. And basically what happened, I'm going to go off the top of my head with this one. Basically what happened, he was on the chat line, met up with a met up with this guy. <laughs> Remember the chat line. <laughs> Welcome to City Chat. 333. What was the number? 2428. 2, I used to look, I used to, see, when I was, <laughs> when I was on chat line, I was like 10. Oh, my
0: God.
1: Oh. Me and my cousins, like, we were talking, and talking like a girl. Oh, wow.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I was uh. out. I was in the AOL chat rooms talking to grown-ass men. I was using my Auntie Tan.
0: So
1: <laughs> I was using my Auntie Tan photos. My Auntie Tan was fine as hell when I was growing up. This is my first oh, time you, saying this.
0: Oh, like for a profile. Oh, mm-hmm. Oh.
1: We had a webcam, and I told them I had lost everything in the house fire, so I couldn't send any. I couldn't. I couldn't video chat with them, what? but I could send them. I, said, I got a scanner.
0: <laughs> no, you were a scammer.
1: A <laughs> uh, canfish bitch, I was twelve, talking oh. the ground. And that is awful. Manish. Manish had no bees. My mom would fucking. This is her first. She would kill me, but I <laughs> did it. Um. Chat line was a shit though. We had a like we would get on the chat line like at a sleepover or some shit. Just but yeah, I had straight friends growing up like my little neighbors and shit. So that when, we, when they would call the chat line, they would want to talk to girls and shit. And I was like, girl, <laughs> I am so bored. We right. don't want to talk to real fish. I don't give a fuck about nothing you got going on. But anyway, uh, this admission, he was on the chat line, met up with he uh, just recently come out on the chat line, met up with this guy, and um, he hopped in his dad's car and uh, was finna suck the guy's. Dick in his dad's car And the dad pulled up And caught him Just as he was getting rid of them. Have you ever been caught Having you, you been caught Having sex before Uh I um Have I been Well I got caught by the police I'm not caught by my parents uh, I did I got caught by the police Um Have you guys got caught Having sex before I got caught Um By the police I came out December 12th 2012 No it was December fourteenth. Take it back my dad's friend had got married on December 12th. Their their wedding day was 12, 12, 12. So I came. Well, I was pulled out of the closet, uh, yanked out of the closet (laughs) uh, by my mom. But uh, so 10 days later, I was in my dad's expedition. I was talking to this boy who lived across the street from my aunt. So my cousins, we didn't really get along at the time. So I was like, I can't afford them seeing the truck in front of their house. So um, I picked him up. He, well, he walked to the corner and we went to an abandoned home. And I guess he was more advanced than I was because he was like, don't move. And when the police pulled, it was a shooting in the neighborhood and the police was driving down the street. And I freaked out thinking someone may have called the cops on us. And I crunked the truck up. And she was like, stop, freeze. And my pants were down. Their head was so good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Damn. laughs> That, oh my God.
0: When you when you
1: get caught, girl, did we did he ever do it again? So I can. I, it was so it was amazing, and that bitch pulled the up. Police. She pulled up, and Please. he was like, "Don't move!" And I was like, My "Pants are down." So why did he say "Don't
0: move"? Did he like see the police I, in the side? Did he he saw her? the
1: police. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, well, so we. I'm bagged in the driveway. Uh huh. So I was bagged in, so in case anything happens, I can like just pull straight out. Uh-huh. So I'm bagged in. The police just pulled up. And she like kinda sat there. She saw she saw the truck. And I don't know if she saw us first she or was we saw her. her. She's probably
0: already watching. She's
1: yeah. probably already watching. And I and when she got out the car, she had the flashlight on us and I had kinda tried to be thinking I'm <laughs> slick. Like this woman's trained for shit like this. Like she knows what you doing, you pulling your pants up. And I, she's like, What y'all doing? I said, We just talking. She said, Baby, you just pulled your pants up. Oh man. And I was like, What? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I don't know, what the oh, I just said I said, ma'am, look, my family don't know I'm gay and I'm just talking to my friend, like with your pants down, <laughs> dick still <laughs> hard. <laughs> I'm like, can we finish? She was like, <laughs> Oh, God. girl, listen, that head was so fast. Jesus Christ, I hope I'm getting trouble talking about your head. Um, <laughs> Ashton said, got caught in the garage, senior year of high school, on a late night. Ooh. See, I, I mean, I got caught by my parents. As, you know, you know, I tell this story already before, but as an adult, um, I mean, like as like a teenager, I've never been caught having sex. Um. I had a childhood best friend. He would get caught jacking off every morning. And I was like, how is this man like, your dad, his daddy would catch him every morning. And he would come to school like, well, I get caught jacking off again. And I was just like, your dad going to think you a motherfucking pervert. <laughs> but I've never been caught masturbating. I've never been caught doing anything besides the police. I don't think I've ever been caught by like a family member mm-hmm. or a relative or, yeah. I, I was know. too scared to do any
0: of that around the house, I had to. I'm going to move around.
1: I'm gonna tell you this. One thing I did at the house, I didn't get caught, though. But me and my mom were so close, I did tell her about it eventually. I had a fr- a friend who um, identifies as straight with this day still. Okay. We were experimenting. We were young boys. Um, but one thing I did know, my mom did not, like, shut doors in her house. Okay. That was the easiest way to get caught doing anything, whether you are doing anything or not. You couldn't shut doors in that motherfucking house. She was coming through. My mom's bedroom was across the hall from me. I sucked this boy dick with my <laughs> with my bedroom door wide open. Was Miss Laura's door open? They were asleep. Oh. They were asleep. But it was like late night. I was a friend of mine. So we grew up together, spending the night. We kicking it. And the <laughs> crazy thing about this situation is I didn't ask him. He asked me. We were sitting down, we were talking about something. And he just up and said, Hey, fool, what's up, my dick? I ain't gonna tell nobody. I swear to God. We were 13.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Oh my God! We were okay.
1: 13, <laughs> and I was like, if I shut this door, i we getting caught. So you've been acting up a
0: while.
1: I have been acting up. I have, Terrence, it managed a long time. <laughs> that's why, baby. i'm Like, <laughs> I not already done it. I have not seen it. I've been there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My mom, uh, she would have caught me had I shut the door. But yeah, um, that's enough of my stories. That's I never. Cool. I couldn't let the opportunity pass. I may not have this <laughs> chance. and What did this song say? I may not have this chance anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Ooh, that was crazy. I was, nigga. And I remembered this story before, but it was this is my first time actually saying I was 13 years old. I was in the eighth grade.
0: But that's, that's interesting because... That that's the age I think where us as young men we really, really start to dial into, um, I think what 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 is our sexuality at that time and start exploring ourselves as, as that adolescent.
1: Mm. So that's
0: that's interesting.
1: When did you know?
0: I've always known.
1: I'm saying like I've always known too, mm-hmm. but like, it was there ever a, a pivotal moment in your life when you like, this shit is real. Like oh my god.
0: Oh. Uh, it had, would have to have been like like the first the first real the first like real crush that I had um in uh, in middle school I knew the end yeah I was like okay yeah. and then for a long time I don't know if he went through this, but I went through a, a long period of time thinking it was just me because I didn't have I didn't have any any gay friends and I was probably probably the, the most feminine person you know. That I ran with, that, yeah. I, that I hung with, or whatever. So, I just, I, I just thought it was just, just me. Just you.
1: Um, I, um, I was always very feminine. Like honestly, I butched up in a way because I got sick of fighting mean <laughs> Like I was like, "Girl, y'all leave me alone, and bitch." Your daddy said you could skate. Yeah, you know, bitch. I was, <laughs> and I can't skate right now to save my life. I think I'd be more so afraid to fall. So, bitch, I ain't doing none of this shit on the skate floor. But yeah, I used to um get picked on a lot. So I just I butched up. Mm-hmm. But um when I was younger, like my uh like moment of just like, bitch, you are gay. Um I would say middle school for me too. Mm-hmm. Uh I had a friend who played basketball. you know, like on the gang bay they'll wear those jumpers. Mm-hmm. And this particular boy, uh I'm not gonna call his name. But uh, we were friends. We were in Mr. Crawford's social status class. Like, I remember, like, how he was sitting. And I could see his print in his pants. And you know, boys always do weird shit in school anyway, like, you know, grabbing dicks and all kind of shit. Yeah. And, um, but this particular day, uh, he had his his jumper pants on, but he didn't have the jacket on. And he, I, see, I saw his penis print. And he had these veins. You know, some people just like are naturally veiny, mm-hmm. and he had like these big, thick veins in his arms. And I was like, I could not keep my eyes. So <laughs> you, know, you just, Oh, you were, I was in a grade like.
0: Hypnotized.
1: Yeah. I was hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gay. Yeah. Like I used to have thoughts of it growing up. Like when the teacher be like, you know, which one be when you grow up? You know, write a, write a story about you know how you grow with your wife and kids. And I was thinking like, bitch, I don't see myself. Like, I see myself grown, but I don't see myself with a wife and a kid. Uh, I just, I never, I never did. Um, Before I go to the second part, I meant to bring this up at the beginning. Are you familiar with Miss Netta and Charles? I am. I'm gonna tell y'all what bothers me with y'all. Leave Miss Netta alone. And it's not just because I don't think she can handle ridicule or whatever. These people have gone to so many extremes to show to, like, go to Miss Netta's, with Charles' old photos of his past relationship. It's like we, like, a a society, we just can't fathom that some, okay, she's conventionally unattractive for, like, you know, some people may, to whatever standards, right? But she's in love. And y'all acting like, y'all went so far to find her, Charles' old photos of his old girlfriend to be like, like, you just can't believe that he actually likes Netta. Like, that he's actually in love with Netta. Charles ain't fine. Like, that fine to be acting like how, you know what I'm saying, I'm just shocked that he's with neither. I, just, I feel like this social media has turned people into such bullies. And I just wanted to say that. Like, I, I it bothers me to a point of just, like, just leave people alone and let them be happy. And I feel like that's the part why we have having a conversation tonight about gender roles. A lot of you motherfuckers who are so picky are alone. And with, without, never been with anybody, never, don't even know how to hold a relationship, let alone hold a conversation, but have a relationship that, like, really means something. Have somebody that you mean something to them because we're so stuck on vanity. That's
0: true. But I, I also think along with that, Dietrich, I think we have to kind of take a step back and make sure we're good with ourselves. First, um, you know, do you love yourself? Are you happy with yourself? Are you happy with the way your life is yeah. right now?
1: I just told Robin, was it my cousin today? Mm-hmm. I was like, "You." it was my cousin who was in the car. I said, the way a lot of people treat people, it tells a lot about themselves, whether they know it or not. Mm-hmm. Like, the if you're mean to people, it lets me, if you just naturally mean for no apparent reason, it really lets me know that you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life is too good and too precious to be wasting time on being cruel mm-hmm. to people. It's okay to crack jokes. I'm from a family world, bitch. We'll check shit at you. Yeah, you I'll know? check everybody. <laughs> yeah, we'll check shit you at you. <laughs> You know, but at the same time, it's, it's a difference between cracking jokes and just really trying to break somebody's soul. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I meant to bring that up at the beginning. I just, it's very telling when people just make it their business to be mean and treat people like mm-hmm. shit. Like, you know, uh, and I, at the same time, too, when you put stuff in, out there for people to consume, you're going to get a lot because I struggle now with wanting to respond to people. I was like, bitch, you can't do it. Mm-mm. You can't do it. No. Oh. But you know, but people, it's people are mean. People are crazy. <laughs> like I said it today, realizing on this podcast, so a lot of people out here are crazy. Because I do read the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm taking baby steps with the restraint. Because people say don't read the comments. I'm going to read them and try not to, because I'm too nosy not to read. So, so I'm going to try not to read them, and then – well, I'm going to read them and try not to respond versus just try not to read them all together. I feel like I'll give in that way. But, yeah, just be kind to people. Life is too short. and Be kind. My contact is bothering me. But anyway, um, back to the subject matter at hand. Uh, This is the second part of Gender Rose Part 2, Dead Queen Can't Climb My Back. Um, One thing I'll ask you to uh, – like I said before, code switching – um. We talked about it on the job but we didn't get a chance to dive into code switching and like in the gay in the gay realm uh have you felt like you <laughs> i feel like i've fallen victim to this um because i'm so versatile uh <laughs> if i feel like one time i've softened up i softened up for a guy who was more masculine than i was mm. and then when i saw a nigga that i feel like i wanted to like i want to fuck you I'm gonna turn, you know, I'm gonna turn the South Memphis nigga shit on, you know. Mm. Do you have you ever done that? or You always just been.
0: Nah, I I I feel like most human beings have have done it because I think it just kind of goes back to acceptance. Yeah. You know, y'all at some point want to be accepted, and sometimes you'll you'll conform. Yeah. And so yeah, you will switch it up just so that you can be accepted. That person yeah. that you really really like, you you put on a whole facade yeah. just to get that person's attention. Of course, it'll blow up in the end. <laughs>
1: In, you catch me in the kitchen doing J set bitch. You're not supposed to be <laughs> not supposed to be the top of the century, bitch. To be I just <laughs> broke your bag <laughs> in right, Iraq, bitch. I installed a new toilet, bitch, and I'm sitting here watching. I'm going homecoming and marching the J You know, it's just but I feel like gay people for us to always fight for inclusion and acceptance, it's so much division within our own community. And it's it's it, it blows my mind at times. It's a lot of hurt people.
0: because a lot a lot of us have not had it easy first of all, yeah, and a lot of us have just had to survive, and then you
1: get and then you get to a point but you still
0: but you still need to deal with the trauma, yeah
1: but well, shouldn't it teach us compassion more than you know what I'm saying I'm treat I'm going to, and I guess it's like well, not, I'm gonna say Stockholm syndrome, but it's just like I turn into my aggressor, I turn into my abuser. I treat people the way that the reason I am the way I am. I'm a cold hearted bitch Mm -hmm. because someone has treated me like I've been less than my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then when I get some type of status, Mm -hmm. whether I pull myself up by my bootstraps or not, I turn around and I treat someone else that way. Like I gave, like I feel like some of us can be so mean. Yeah, yeah, and I know apparent reason. And
0: I think that's because a lot of people lack lack awareness. So when you talk about it, it being taught say that are you like maybe some type of like a uh, remedial is probably not the word but some kind of kind of low-scale low-key psychology courses be taught maybe to the adolescents or in middle school up through high school maybe just to kind of teach awareness yeah because people are real big on emotional intelligence and social awareness and yeah. that, that maybe that should be a part of the curriculum so people can understand why they're doing the things
1: that they're doing yeah I, I took a training class. Uh, I joked about it at work on Facebook the other day. I took a training class. It was three fucking hours about um, was it impartial. I think it was called impar- implicit implicit bias. Oh, yeah. um, and not saying I'm perfect or anything or don't need any training about anything. But, Terrence, I was like... This shit is common knowledge. Like I feel like and I have to realize everybody didn't get the same mm-hmm. upbringing. A lot of motherfuckers is just a whole bunch of it's just low hanging fruit. But um, a lot of stuff was just common sense, like compassion, being empathetic, treating people the way you. That's one thing I know every black person in America's mama has told them: treat somebody the way you want to be treated. And I'm like, how do we? How are we straying so far away from that? Like people just lack compassion and just I, I just. A life, I w- and I don't think things, I don't know, I don't want to sound like a pessimist. Uh, I guess it's best to just do what's best for you and just live life and be the light that you can. But it's it's disheartening to see people because you feel like, bitch, now you should know better. You know, but... Hmm. Um, so has it ever been in your best interest to Code Switch? Like, has it ever blown up in your face?
0: Um, I, I guess I think back to... I think back to the barbershop. Every young gay boy who, and I'll, I'll refer to who is not masculine, um, presenting has probably dealt with that in in the barbershop. You try to st- <coughs> stand up a little more straight. You try to sit quiet and laugh at the jokes, even if they're hurtful jokes, or just try to yeah. go along with it so nobody will say anything oh, to yeah. you. So, yes, yeah, a whole lot of that. Growing up mainly um, in that space, and then when I was um, real, real heavy, um, heavily involved and active in the church, um, I've never, I've never been one to 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 deny uh, my sexuality because I never really felt like it was that important. But in a sense, you know, serving, you know, serving in different capacities or being a part of certain certain groups, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there were some circles that um, I was only socially accepted in um, was because because I had the ability to code switch or I could dial it back to keep other people yeah. comfortable.
1: Yeah, I had the issue with coworkers. Uh, I had one tell me, like, he was complaining about his nephew wearing a purse. Okay. And I was like, was it your purse? And I asked him that. Like, was it your purse? Was it your dress? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people um, – Take on so many takes on shit that doesn't have anything to do with them. Oh, like, yeah, like just ex- like accept people for who they are. I don't wear it as a badge of honor, saying you know I fuck with you because you know you ain't one of them purse carrying. If I was, you're going to fucking respect me. Like right. I, I I never I don't wear that. To me, it's when people say that and try to be accepted by uh, heterosexual people in society. As a gay person, it reminds me of white people saying, "You know, you a good nigga. You ain't like them other niggas." You know what I'm saying? It's I, very similar.
0: I, I've been I've been told that to my face. You know, you cool because you're not like them. But I'm saying to myself, I mean, at the end of the day, you put us all really in one awesome. bucket. And if I make one false move that you don't like, you're gonna throw me right back into the a a pop. You know, general population. Yeah, and I'm just
1: like, else, yeah. yeah, like I tell people that like. Um, I refer back to OJ, not OJ, it's a song called OJ Simpson by Jay-Z. It's like, you know, house nigga, field niggas uh, And it ends, it says still nigga, you know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like a lot of people still box you in the same way while we, while we were fighting so hard for acceptance and fighting so hard to, to be included and not get bashed or beat up. You know, it's just people, they still see us the same way. And you know, I'm not out here trying to shook and jive to try to make you feel comfortable. Either you are homophobic or you're not, but I'm not mm-hmm. gonna change why. Why am I'm the, I'm in the place now? Yeah, I'll say that I have, yeah. like you said, I used to game. hate. A lot of us have played the game. I used to hate going into a barbershop. Yeah, hate it because it just was like, like the movie Barbershop was such fake shit. <laughs> like how a <laughs> real barbershop is. You tell it like it is. Like now. We're not this motherfucker laughing and crying about some apple juice and talking about politics and shit like that. And I'm not saying it's not in all barbershops, but I've never been in many barbershops back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now more people' minds are open to different, you know, stuff. But back in the day, it was like a motherfucker would walk in a barbershop just to say, I'm so sick of these faggots. It's just like, yeah. girl, you going to see me here with my legs crossed waiting to get my motherfucking <laughs> <laughs> give you twenty-seven piece cut. Like just <laughs> leave me alone. And yep. you have people who are afraid to cut gay people' hair, like barbers. It's like mm-hmm. a scarlet letter to have a whole bunch of gay clients because people automatically associating. Like you want to be, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Like I, there, there was one place that I was going to say I, I had to code switch, mm-hmm. and I feel like almost it was for my safety, almost. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I've been, on, I'm on the phone with my friends a lot, and when I, you know, I'm from South Memphis, so. If I end up going to a corner store, it's so, it might just be best to walk in that motherfucker like, now if you ask me my gang, I ain't gonna be like, I ain't the type of person gonna be like, no, nah, I'm straight. I'm never gonna deny myself to people. Mm-hmm. But just for safety sometimes, mm-hmm. when I'm around a bunch of niggas that's on the, on the uh, sidewalk smoking and drinking and shooting dice, and I know they gang lady, mm-hmm. I'm gonna straight my motherfucker walk up and walk in that store like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know and it's, it's just for safety. Because I don't have time for y'all fucking with me. And I'm not and I'm not a coward, but you also have to be sensible. I can whoop all ten of y'all. Right. I'm gonna fuck around and get killed. Mm-hmm. Just you know, not even saying y'all gonna shoot me, just beating me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you have to be sensible when it comes to stuff like that. It's just a lot it's tiring and exhausting, uh, being a gay black man in this day and time. Times are better, but it's exhausting. And I feel like that's why a lot of gay people I, uh are so easy to shoot off out of like emotion mm-hmm. because it's like you really have no clue. Mm-hmm. I I've been dealing with motherfuckers feeling like I'm less than my entire life. Mm-hmm. I remember I was a part of a church, Terrence, mm-hmm. and we used to shout like we shout every fucking Sunday. Mm-hmm. This lady I'm cool with, her daddy got the shout. She made a Facebook status and said, uh, "It was so good to finally see a real man. It's something different when you see a real man
0: shout." <sighs> Yeah. That you know, just crazy. dealing with
1: people feeling like mm-hmm. you're not real, you're not a real man. Because
0: you're not because heterosexual.
1: Because I you uh-huh. know, I think that's crazy. And uh which takes me to um I was about to ask you something about that. Oh, I had this theory. Mm-hmm. Shoot me, I could be wrong. I feel like majority of straight black women don't like gay men.
0: a strong theory (laughs) um but it and then and then it would have to be based off of your experiences i will say this i do feel like i feel like we're in those spaces we're more tolerated um tolerated than accepted Mm
1: -hmm. and i say this because uh when i have encountered like say someone's being exposed on facebook okay have i i have people that i know i rub elbows with mm-hmm. i grew up with mm-hmm. and they're in the comments like expose all these faggots mm-hmm. it's just like even with me having this podcast i try to be cognizant of things that i say that may affect someone that i know personally especially mm-hmm. yeah you know, i'm gonna give my opinion but i also try to dress it up in a way like you know i don't want to offend someone i love mm-hmm. you know um but it was kind of, it broke my heart in a way to kind of see women that I know. And it's like, you want me to do your hair and this, that, and third. But, you know, if you follow a motherfucker on social media, it can be very telling at times. Like, you really are tolerating me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, Like, I always like to use the term mad day. Yeah. When mad day comes, I'm going to be a whole bunch of fans. <laughs> I'm gonna be
0: a whole I've, bunch I've, of. I've
1: been there. Yeah, a whole bunch of faggots and punks, and it's like you never respected me, especially if I'm being cognizant of like, okay, you're my friend. Mm-hmm. So I, even though we both can tear each other to shreds, but I'm not gonna do that to you because in the back of my mind, yo, we're into it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna read the shit at you, but it's, it's gonna be for the greater good of this friendship and this topic. And I'm still gonna cover you. you I'm still gonna cover you. Right. But we have so many women who just not even it's just women, but I just feel like. Uh, I I use that term because, and I focus on women because a lot of us as little gay black boys, our women were our first best friends. They were our covering growing especially up, especially
0: our sisters. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was just telling yeah. my cousin today. Me and my sister have a very very weird, very weird relationship. Mm-hmm. We never got along growing up. Mm-hmm. It was a real big little brother, big sister thing dynamic. Like I can't stand you. Like got time, in my time room. Yeah, <laughs> they were fighting in the middle of the street, all kind of shit. Uh, uh, but one thing I did say was, to this day, a motherfucker, a man 7 foot tall, 350, can hit me in my face. If my motherfucking sister there, yeah. he's going to hit her in her face, too. Yeah. My sister has always had my back. And that's something like, you know, And but there has been times when me and my sister got into it, and I was all kind of faggots and punks, and I'm just like, eh, you know. And I remember one time we got into it really bad, uh, and my mom was like, you know, she called me y'all kind of names of bitch. I'm going to get y'all off me. if I don't do nothing else, you know. <laughs> my mom's like, you calling her bitches and hoes. I'm like, do y'all not hear what the fuck this girl been calling me for? Like, the, my voice carries more than hers. But I'm like, uh. I hear what my sister's saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to call you a bitch. You know, I'm going to call you a hoe. you know, whatever. Because you you heard me. Because we into uh, it. Yeah, we into it. You know, and I just feel like that when it comes, like, this day and time. This is a long time ago, of course. Yeah. But, like, this day and time, we, like, we, people, society is big on, like, Trigger words like stuff we just can't or I'm gonna say can't you can say what you want to say, but that we shouldn't say and shouldn't do. And I feel like a lot of black women, um, and I'm not saying all, but a lot of black women like could, I just want them to sometimes check your feelings and yourself stuff because we black men, we black gay men, most of I know, love and respect black women oh, to yeah, the utmost, yeah. and like yeah. we really have their backs a lot a lot especially
0: you know. especially we really love our moms Mo any any really any man um that has a really really high go- regard um for his mom or whoever that leading lady is or was most influential lady was in his life he's gonna always look out
1: for yeah women. i and i i and i and good you say that man I do that because of my mama. Uh-huh. I respect, I open the doors for ladies. And my coworker told me other day, she said, You are such a gentleman. And I was like, Well, I don't know what the fuck am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, but I have that respect for women because I want, I would hope yes. that someone's giving my mama the same respect. Absolutely. Or my sister or my aunts that same regard when they're not in my it presence. It's reciprocated. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, yeah. But I am I wanted to ask, um, Fag hags. Does that is there a limit? Is there like a cap when it comes to like having female friends? Because you know I'm friends with a few hags, but there are certain things that I'm just like, okay, bitch, this is not your day to chime in. This is not (laughs) something that you can, you know, we can talk about. Shit, this is a learning experience. Go you, sit the fuck back. Like, is there like a a level of discretion you feel like they should have or be taught, or just shouldn't know? So I'm I'm like, I'm more of a read the room type of person. Like, bitch, come on, read the room. Like, have you ever like you know had to get one in the put one in their place or?
0: No, I think um I think in any 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 of the women like I've got, I've got a group of um they're like extended sisters. And and everybody's been really, really, really good with boundaries. And then even though I know that they're um, uh, accepting, I hate the word accepting, but I know that they, you know, they roll they with you. They roll me, with you, yeah. And, you know, it's not an issue. I'm still limited on um, what I expose them to or spaces that that I put that I put them in. I, I'm I'm still big big on boundaries okay. because my reality is, is still not theirs.
1: Right, and uh, and I don't know if it's me feeling like I'm protecting myself because when, like I said, mad day come, I'm, all out, of, I'm all out of, my name, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but I have female best friends and I have female friends that are like good friends mm-hmm. who be like, I want to go out of town, like I go to a retreat called file Tackling the Cabin. Mm. My friends like, I want to go. You, this is just something, mm-hmm. like you have to know. Like I don't like traveling with women, not because I don't fuck with women. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a guy's trip, all gay men, we finna go do gay men shit. Mm-hmm. And some shit, make it a little wild. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't need you looking otherwise. And I'm saying it's from a judgy place, but it may just be a bit much for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we might see some shit, we like, oh, girl, girls being <laughs> the girl, You know, the girls just uh-huh. being the girls, yeah. you know? And it's, you know, cause we have places like that mm-hmm. where, bitch, you go to get your rocks off. You know, yeah. you... And you, we might be at the beach on the birthday party and thing, You know, bitch, everybody close out. You just don't know. But I,
0: I still also I think that I think
1: there's um, I think
0: there's a responsibility there, uh, for us to 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 set to set that boundary. Right. Because you know our lady friends, you know a lot of them may just feel like they're just being supportive. I want to roll with y'all. Y'all are fun. I ain't gotta yeah. worry. I don't have to worry about anybody hitting on me or disrespecting me or whatever. I know I'm gonna be good if I'm with y'all.
1: But, no, this was not for you. This ain't for you. And it's not that I don't want you to go with me. Absolutely not. I would love to have you (laughs) here. I would love to have you here. But
0: I respect you and I love you so (laughs) much. But you just can't. Not this
1: one. You can't. I've only went out of town with one girl. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and say her name. Shout out to Yasmin. Mm -hmm. I went out of town with a girl named, uh, her name is Yasmin. Mm -hmm. Um, She was the only one who understood. Like, that was the first time. And I didn't. I was against her going initially, because I was like, ooh, I don't like And it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Love her. It was just, just, you got the wrong pause this weekend, sis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I was just like, oh, Because I've had awful experiences going out of town with him before, and I was like, fuck, yeah, it's been coming. You know? But when it was time for us to go, like I'm going to say, we say back in the day, punk it loose. Mm-hmm. That bitch took her clothes off, got in her bed, and was like, y'all enjoy be safe, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Bitch, you can go anywhere with me."
0: Mm-hmm. Same thing with a really, really good friend of mine. Real quick story, really good friend of mine. Um, um, I can say her name. Well, I'm just gonna say B. Anyway, she uh, wanted to go to the red dress run with the. Uh, I, I, I want to go. I so the DFW crew. She wanted to go to the red dress run, so she and I um, went with the rest of my friends. We
1: uh, said so we can't hear Terrence.
0: Oh, hello you hear just me now pull
1: it closer to you.
0: Ah, right, let me pull it closer to me. I'm sorry, I'm just that's my cousin. Lying. Who house
1: we at? <laughs> Can you hear me now, cousin? Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, I was just gonna um say, um, a good friend of mine, uh, she wanted to go to the red dress run with me in the DFW crew, and she hung with us, she was in the streets with us and drinking. But when it got time after a certain hour, and she knew we were getting ready to really turn some corners. Like, your friend, she's like, all right, I'm going to let y'all have this. i catch y'all yeah. in the morning, we get some booty, beauty rest, and i see y'all tomorrow.
1: Yeah, like, I appreciate that. And I've been yeah. trying to get my female friends down to get that, like, mm-hmm. it's nothing against you. And I understand, I, I'm a good motherfucking time. Gay men, we know how to have fun. We're going to protect mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You're going to drink. And, like, gay clubs are fun. The liquors are superb. The music is great. The vibes are good. Yeah. But it's just, like, sometimes you just can't sit here. You know, and I just, and I... How, so how do you feel about the whole? Because uh, I what I have realized too meeting women. Uh, not the harbor women. We love women over at the boy. Please, women podcast. Oh my god! Yes, we do. <laughs> no, this is not we woman love women. Uh, uh, no, but uh, it's, I want. I know my audience is uh, mainly maybe seventy five percent women. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, Okay. Um, I look at the numbers, but no, uh, it's mainly women. Um, but, you know, I want it to be a learning experience as well with women. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I met this young lady, um, and I was like, um, she knew I was gay. I guess just from vibes or whatever. And she would keep talking to me and say, like, yes, ma'am, honey. You know, and I was looking at her like, I'm about to cuss you <laughs> the mm-hmm. fuck out. Because you're going to have to stop. Like, gay is not a personality trait of Detroit either. She wanted to be your friend. Yeah, I understand that. But... Read the room. He <laughs> was just it was like, read the fucking room, Terrence. Because he was just like, I don't know who you're accustomed to being around and who you're, like, if they allowed this behavior to go on. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one to tell you that's not always okay. Mm-hmm. It's like me, I understand. I'm a gay man. You may. I have my best friend, Keisha. She calls me sister. That bitch never calls me by my name. Mm. I don't give a fuck who in front of We could be in front of my dad. That bitch gonna say sister. me that play? You know, my dad was like sister. You know, but Keisha <laughs> calls me sister. I'm like, the bitch called me sister. She's not gonna stop. It's just who she is. But um, I had to just be like, you know, even with her, it had just you had to build up. Like I know a man. I have to. I I'm not going to just come out the gate calling you bitch. No. You know what I'm saying? So don't look at me and be like, girl, it's <laughs> <laughs> like girl, it's it's so cringy.
0: Yeah, it is. But sometimes that's sometimes that's all people people know. That's yeah, all they've seen. And it's all they
1: see. Sometimes they just want
0: to yeah. feel and connected.
1: That's what and that's what someone asked me when I first started my podcast. And I was like, I don't want to sound like a pick me, but I just feel like there aren't, enough, there isn't enough gay representation, like the spectrum, mm-hmm. when it comes to like on TV and social media when it comes to gay men. And that's why like I try to my best to talk more about it and bring awareness to like, yeah, I'm a gay man, but I also I carry myself differently. And then there's nothing wrong if I wanted to wear a dress or wanted to wear purses or whatever the case is. But I just want y'all to know that's just not how it is. It's not realistic. Like nobody likes to be put in the box. So I just think it's just smart to bring awareness to like it's just different sides to people and again gay is not a character it's not a motherfucking character trait a personality trait it's it's just who i choose to stay to be yeah you know and i just wanted to make sure i bring awareness to all the fag (laughs) hags. shout out to the (laughs) fag hags, but it's just you know like we just said certain things you cannot go to and you have to build that rapport with gay men um and let that be your lesson your uh lesson for gender roles in our conversations like that's your gender role sit back read the room and know you can't go everywhere girl like brunch we can take a little birthday trip but when it's a whole bunch of guys cuz you can't go at the end of the day
0: we're we're still boys we're men and it can Ooh. turn into a locker room at any <laughs> point. Right. You turn a corner, You just shouldn't be
1: there. Yeah, and, like, you, uh, and I, I've had friends that I was around for a long time, and the girl was like, yeah, I, I mean, I love y'all, but y'all going to hell. And I was like, what? Bitch. What? <laughs> 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 and this happened. I'm not making this up. She said, I love y'all, but, but y'all but going to, to hell. It. And I was like, oh, bitch, you're not invited over anymore. Oh, Wow. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that's why I was, like, "That's and that's what, from like you said, from my experiences when I was like, I feel like some gay some black women or women just don't really appreciate black gay men in the way that we think. Uh, maybe it's because I grew up in a Bible belt and you just can't you don't wanna go against what you were taught spiritually, you know what I'm saying? So but um, yeah. Uh before we go, just wanna laugh about it a little bit. So black gay trauma growing up, um have you ever, well, I guess you said you haven't because your family already knew. Like, have you ever, have it ever made you feel weird when, like, you know, you looking good, I know you know all the girls, you know? Does it happen? Had that ever happened to you growing up? Um, the fucking assuming that you got girlfriends and. Yeah, not,
0: not so much as the men, but I had this one particular aunt, and I think she just wanted me to tell her. She just wanted me to say it. And I know she knew because, like, I, I've i always believed that you've already been discussed. Right. At the dinner table, whatever, water cooler, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I, I had this—not um, had. She's still living. Uh, one of uh, one of my aunts for a, a long time. Where your girlfriend? now? you look so handsome. You got your nice haircut. You look so nice in church today. I just can't believe you got your little girlfriend. You.
1: No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you was like you're heckling me at some point like my yeah. mom would be like she would see my friends come over mm-hmm. and be like um he sure look gay you sure and i'm going to go ahead and be transparent my mom just stopped using dropping f bombs maybe 8 years ago when oh i had God. to say like hey because they grew up in a different time yeah. like that was how we were identified like yeah. you know what i'm saying like he a punk it's, it's, it's easy, yeah, that know. was yeah, that was
0: a, a yeah. word that was used. Yeah. Like, and it may not when I was coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, you want to know the first? Um, I think about the first person or first feminine man that I ever saw like on TV. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Revenge of the Nerds? Lamar Luttrell, the little black Marla guy. Trim. I'm probably like
1: <laughs> I've heard Lavene's really telling nerds, my but <laughs> age. <now. laughs> you, look great, you look great. Look
0: great. Watching, yeah, Lamar Luttrell, little, um, small frame black guy he used to wear shorts of like this. Some um, mm-hmm. um, was it. Was it Revenge of the Nerds or was it no, it wasn't Police Academy. It had to have been Revenge of the Nerds, but mm.
1: yeah. Yeah, I um my mom will always do that. You know, she be like, you know for heck it is it. I it is. Like, stop fucking saying it, first of all. But you know, at the same time, no, it's just you grew up in a different time. But I just feel like it was just so like traumatic. Like, stop. Asking me because, but my like my episode, my mom and they was like, We I always knew, mm-hmm. so why the fuck were you coming in here with your girlfriend? That just why can't you just be like, You know, son, if you gay, we love you, Well, you know what I'm saying? Stop bothering me. Your friends ain't got no girlfriends. You show. Go- I remember <laughs> before I came out, Marvin party used to come get me all the time,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Marvin come get me all the time, uh. and it would, we would go to the club and it would be like fucking uh it was uh Revenge on Nerds, it was. Okay. Um, we would go to the club, you know, clubs really popped about two in the morning, you know. You about about lose it Loses, venue, it didn't matter. We yeah. would go to the
0: clubs. In the explorer.
1: Yeah. It, it, it in the small. Maximum. Oh. In the Maximum. Oh, the yeah. Maximum. I forgot about the Maximum. the okay. Maximum. And he would come get me. And my mom was like, where are you going? It is 2.30. I'm like, the club. She was like, the club closed. Mm-hmm. I had to think of a random ass all nighter. Like, nah, we finna go here. Because mm-hmm. she just didn't understand the culture. Like, it mm-hmm. just, this shit was crazy. Like, he would come get me. I'm like, bitch, I don't to sneak out this house. The song would
0: be coming up when we walked out of that place. Seriously. I remember
1: one time, it was pride. We had party, so We partied downtown. Mm-hmm. And I came out, that was the first time I came out, mm-hmm. and the sun was up. It was 6.30 okay. in the morning. Yeah. We partied. We used to party. We partied. We partied down. We partied down. Yep. But, yeah. Um, anywho, uh, I want to thank you for coming on. I hope you enjoyed yourself as much as I thank enjoyed. Thank you for having yeah. me. I, I really did yeah.
0: enjoy myself. I enjoyed you, Terrence. I, did. I really
1: did. So, yeah. um, Shout out to Terrence. Terrence is my, uh, y'all got to do better. Terrence is my number one fan. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite fan. actually. I'm still going to leave a Yelp review. Leave a- it. <laughs> so I heard myself. Nah, <laughs> but no, uh, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you guys for tuning <laughs> in to-, to the Boy Peace whatever podcast, your favorite podcast, the only podcast that matters. Um, this weekend, my equipment is still up. So I, you may see another episode later on with me and my cousin, when he gets home, wherever he at watching, but also, hand me that. Y'all see my sign? Because <laughs> we didn't scratch a wall. We didn't scratch a wall. Y'all see my sign? My coworker made this for me um, at work, and I wanted to put it um, on my wall at home. But I kind of—I don't know if I want to. I got to put some color behind it or something because y'all know my wall black and white. But, yeah, I want. I hope y'all know this is my little deck. I brought it with me all the way from Memphis. I travel with a bunch of sh- <laughs> uh, but and you know, it was raining when I left Memphis. Oh, oh, girl, yeah. I was fucking devastated. I had, I had to put this shit in suitcases. But anyway, uh, thank y'all for tuning in to the Boil Peace River podcast. Your favorite podcast, the only podcast that, matter, that matters. I will see you guys. Um, I don't know. I'm going to stop lying to you. I don't know. Uh, I will be on the road Monday. So there will not be a show Monday, maybe. I don't know. Depending on what time I leave. It was a snow. So I don't how are
0: y'all gonna get it too? We, we'll get it
1: first. Yeah. It's supposed to come tomorrow night until Monday in Memphis. And um I don't know. I don't know how long I'm gonna be <laughs> I don't know how long I'm gonna be in Atlanta. Did you bring your laptop? You know, they they stopped working they stopped us working from home and brought us in five days a week. Oh. I am looking for a job. You gotta do you work remotely? Yeah, I do. Right, y'all hire me. What's we'll <laughs> coming we'll I will quit tomorrow motherfucker, for a remote job I'm so devastated oh man did I have to and i Terrence, hang on, I almost got fired just then what I was just gonna say, but we we'll out i'm back huh? I'm back at work Friday's week and I hate it but anyway um I will see you guys soon uh I don't know depending on the weather monday uh if it snows I, it'll take long to get home, but if it's snowing I'm definitely gonna take my time for sure. Getting home. Um, And if it's snowing too bad, I would be here Tuesday. So I don't know. But uh, I will let you guys know. So be on the lookout for maybe a YouTube, a scheduled video ahead of time or just check me out on social media. Make sure y'all go to my TikTok. If y'all are watching, go to my TikTok and follow me. I am like 150 followers away from 50,000 followers on TikTok. So that's my goal. I'm trying to get to 50,000. Right. It's nuts. Like I was telling my cousin today, I was. So afraid of doing this show. Really, anxiety at the thought. I would have a panic attack at the mere thought of starting this podcast.
0: But look at you now. Look at me now. And you make it look so easy, y'all. He got this. (laughs) A whole lot that goes into it. He just, he just put it together.
1: But uh, it's a whole lot. A whole lot. But yeah, I am. I'm shocked. I'm shocking myself daily. Uh, It's a lot of work goes into it. So, Uh, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. We're gonna go ahead and get our night started. Um, so 737 here, so yeah, I'm gonna go hit the bar and um have a good time. So anyway, see ya.